This is The Bible in Depth with PJ. Join us as we take a deeper look into scriptures and study the Word of God together. Now here is Pastor Jim. Well, everybody, we're back, and uh, we're continuing through selected psalms. Uh, some of you join me live right now, but I think most of you join me later on, uh, either on Facebook, as this is on Facebook, and then there's YouTube, and then you can download as a podcast. So, however, and whenever you're joining me on this one, I just appreciate uh, you listening and tuning in, and appreciate that you want to learn from your Bible, because I think the Bible is great. Today, we're going to we're going to start with the first part of Psalm 127, uh, building a better use, what we'll call these things. We're going to subtitle this, leave it to the pros. I can fix a few things around my house. There's some things I can do pretty good. But there's some things, I, I, don't, I better not touch it. I got to leave it to the pros because they know what they're doing. Here's what I have found, and some of you have found this to be true too, that when I don't leave it to the pros and I go get my hands in it and do something, I make it worse and it costs me more money. Now, the same is true when it comes to building a better you and a better me. Leave it to the pro. Leave it to God. He knows what is better for us. He knows how better is achieved. He's an expert in all areas, and he's got the experience to make me a better person. He's the pro. Leave it to the pros. So, we're going to spend three weeks. Three weeks in Psalm 127, and uh, I really enjoy Psalm 127. You see, Jim, you enjoy all of them. Yeah, I know, but I really do like Psalm 127 a lot. So here we go. First thing I want to tell you today out of Psalm 127 is, in building a better me, take heed of the warning. Now watch verse 1. It says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Now, the first word, unless, that's a warning. Heed the warning. About a few weeks ago, last month, I don't remember. It was, it was not long ago, maybe weeks. One of those lights went on in my wife's dash of her car. It's a warning light. And we looked up in the manual and said, your car may not start. And if it doesn't start, you got to go to this emergency procedure to start it. What? Now, if you know my wife, she don't even want to drive that car anymore until it's taken in. So I know I got, at that time, I had about a year's worth of warranty left, which is still about a year maybe. So I took it in. And why? I heeded the warning. If I don't heed the warning, then trouble will come in the form of breakdowns in my tomorrow, in my future. And this is what people just don't seem to get. Heed the warnings. If the Word of God says something, live it. If it says, leave that alone, leave it alone. You'll avoid so many breakdowns in your life. Now, back to unless. Unless the Lord builds the house. So the warning is, get the right builder. And the right builder, as I've stated, is God. He's got the blueprint. Since He created me, He's created you, He's got the right blueprint. <clears throat> and He adds in this, if I don't pick the right builder, if I don't pick God, I build in vain. That's a pretty intense word, don't you think? You know what vain means? 
It means meaningless. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have any meaning at all in life. It's simply telling us that our meaning in life will be less than it could have been. Than it could have been. And I, and I know you're like me and I'm like you, that we want as much meaning out of our life as possible. Well, only God can deliver on that one. Now, so the big question, <clears throat> what's our biggest obstacle in building a better you and me? The answer is you and me. <laughs> because we tend to not heed the warnings, don't we? Whatever it may be. Oh, that's a bad relationship. It's okay, I can fix them. You, oh, really? <laughs> uh, I'm going to buy that. No, you really don't need it. It's okay, I'll just put on the cart. Oh, oh, really? I can just keep eating all the wrong food for the next 20 years and think I'll be okay. Oh, really? You know, we're our own worst nightmare at times. We're our own horror story at times. We need to heed the warning. Now, one of my, one of my old uh, high school buddies, I'll never forget this. He was one of my best friends. Still, still is one of my best friends. His dad used to work on cars. Because he'd buy cars and he'd fix them and then he'd resell them. He'd make pretty decent money off those cars. He did it as a side job. He was a construction but he did that too. And I remember multiple times he'd be working on cars and when he'd be finished, he'd have parts left over. <laughs> I, I, I never forget. I remember thinking, I hope those parts aren't important. <laughs> uh, see, the thing is, and he was good at fixing cars, but as good as he was at fixing cars, he still had parts left over. He didn't know where the parts went. He didn't know what they were for. But I guarantee the manufacturer did. I guarantee the manufacturer would know where those parts went. Let me tell you something about your life, my life, all lives. God is the manufacturer. He knows how all the parts fit. He knows where they go. He knows what they're for. And we need to heed the warning. Heed the warning, unless the Lord. Unless the Lord, God, the manufacturer of our lives, who has the blueprint of our lives, unless the Lord. Heed the warning. The second thing I want to say is this. Building a better me requires picking the right builder. Mm. Building a better me requires picking the right builder. I'm going to read Psalm 127, verse 1 again. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. Now, it says, he says it's the Lord. Let me give you a biblical observation on this by picking the right builder. And this kind of is, uh, it's Paul giving correction to a New Testament church called the Galatians. So in Galatians New Testament, you keep your finger if you have a Bible. Go to Galatians chapter 3 and um, I'm going to read the verse and and then move from there. Galatians 3, verse 3. And it says, this is a corrective statement from Paul. He says, are you so foolish? These are church people he's talking to. Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? What's Paul talking about? And why is he saying this to church folk, Christians? Here's what he's saying. He said, look, you began by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God began the rebuilding process of your life. And then after a while, you abandoned it. And now you begin to you begin implementing your own thoughts, your own plans, and I think, and I feel. And you know what? You got some humanism over here. 
And this side over there, that's called the flesh. That's called the old nature. You started with the spirit, you started good, and then all of a sudden it was gone. It's completely gone. God is teaching us that once we start with the spirit of God, we stay with the spirit of God. We don't abandon that whatsoever. Now, when you think about that in this verse right here, <clears throat> the old nature, interesting going in with the word begin, having begun by the spirit, the word there is the same word, begun, same word in Genesis 1-1, I'm sorry, John 1-1, Genesis 1-1, beginning. It's the idea of when God takes nothing and makes it something. What? See, when God births a new thing, the spirit gives life to it. He takes he takes, he takes nothing and makes it into something. God bursts a new thing by the Spirit of God. Who does that sound like? You. Me. The problem is, if God isn't in it, if God isn't birthing it, then the Holy Spirit isn't in it. In so many words, Paul is just simply telling us, Look, you started with the pro, stay with the pro. Now back to Psalm 127, the right, no, we're going to go back to the right builder, who is the Lord. Now, why is the right builder in our life so important? Well, l let me tell you a story. Here's the, this is why the right builder is so important. And uh, I used to be a student ministries pastor way back a long time ago and you know, and covered wagon days and stuff like that. And, but it was the late 80s. And I had this one college-age leader. He was, he was a real good leader. And he met a girl in church, and, and they got married. I eventually left because I left to plant New Beginnings Community Church. I didn't see them for X amount of years. And one, one day I ran into them. I didn't even recognize the guy. <laughs> he had trimmed down. Grew a mustache. <laughs> this was like 90s. He looked like a model. He looked like him. He looked, I said, you look great. And then his wife chimed in and she said, and I quote, I got him eating right. I got him exercising. And then she adds this line. Who knew this guy was inside there? <laughs> I never forgot that line. Who knew this guy was inside there? She was right. She was the right builder of his life. She could see something in there, some person, some new person in there. Guess what? God is the right builder of our lives. He sees what we can be. He's the one who can bring up the real you, what we're meant to be. Now, let me say a couple things about that. The first thing I want to say is this. God knows what I need. <clears throat> in that story I told you, my friend, he knew what he wanted, which is a bunch of junk food. <laughs> but she knew what he needed. He knew what he wanted. She knew what he needed. That's an important truth. It's a real big truth for all of our lives, and, and it goes in many, many categories of life. See, in Psalm 23, which is, you know, the well-known psalm, in verse 1 it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You know, I think we all, me, I'm, I'm with you on this. I know what I want, 
But sometimes my wants and my needs get a little fuzzy, a little confusing. See, God knows what I need. God knows what's best for me. Haven't you ever told someone, you don't, you don't need that? You don't need to make that purchase. You don't need to jump into that relationship with that person. Haven't you, ever, haven't you ever done that? In building a better me, God knows what I need. I know what I want, but He knows what I need. When the shepherd is building a better me, as I drive closer to Him, it's true, I shall not want. Listen, somebody, it leaves a much better decision-making. I shall not want. Because some of us, we make such snap decisions because we get wound up emotionally in the decision. And that's not a good place to be. Emotions are good, but I don't know that they're so good in decision-making because you can start to just zero in and not see all the side issues of what could possibly be or the tomorrows and those long-term payments or whatever they may be. Slow it down. God knows what I need. And I have found the longer I walk with Christ, walk in the discipline of the Spirit of God and the Word of God, follow these truths that I can discipline myself and not just go for what I want or what I want or what I want. Do I get some of the things I want once in a while? Yeah. But God keeps me level. So I walk in, in, in need versus want. Much better decision making. Less regrets in life. See, Jim, you have no regrets in decisions? Oh, I got some regrets. But it's typically because I spurted ahead of myself and got maybe a little emotional in there and didn't give it the time to think it through. But when I do and I follow the Spirit's leading and the Word of God, I more than likely make wise decisions. Now, another thing I want to say is only God can see what I cannot see. Why do I need the, the right builder? Why do I need God? Because only God can see what I can't see. This happened at my home about... I want to say four years ago, three, something like that. I um, I had some exterior plaster work done, and the man who was a pro at plastering, just this guy was good. Well, as he was doing certain things, he noticed wood rot inside the wall, and the wood rot was from a leak. When we bought the home, there were leaks all in that roof, man. We had to put a new roof on, but there was this there was leak. We fixed everything. But from all the years before that, before we got there, there was wood rot. He found it. And before he sealed everything up, um, unbeknownst to, and by the way, 18 years we had lived there or something by then, he found it. He saw it. It was exposed. And he replaced, he showed it to me. I want to replace all the wood. He replaced all the wood. He sealed it up. Only he could see what I couldn't see, what I never would have seen. And it would have been underneath that plaster. It would have been underneath the surface, just rotting, rotting away. Let me tell you something about God. This is the great thing. Only the Holy Spirit can see what I can't see. And He can fix it if I'm willing. If I'm honest with myself. There's another one. Honesty with ourselves. I don't know that most of us want to be honest with ourselves. Now, <clears throat> this is why this whole thing is so important, why you need the right builder, why it needs to be God. We get, at least we do at our house, we get our washing machine fixed, our fridge fixed, 
lawnmower fixed unless they're just done but we typically get them fixed and then they'll run like new humans aren't like that you're not like that I'm not like that you take a computer it has memory but humans have memories and those memories affect today and those memories the negative ones the painful ones the abusive ones the memories that broke our heart the memories that caused anger to take root in us those memories can only be cleaned out by the right builder over our lifetime and the right builder is God and it's the Word of God he's the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and a lot of personal brutal honesty if you're not gonna be honest with yourself if you just think you want to be honest about everybody else and what they need to change and I need to talk to that person but you're not honest with you on a somewhat regular basis not a condemning way but being honest with yourself about yourself you're just gonna get stuck and you're gonna think you're the guy in control or the person who's changing them but everybody else needs the, has the problem no you gotta be honest and let the Word of God do what it does and I'll add this one too God uses people in fellowship he uses other people to help us grow and to build a better us nobody grows by themselves no such thing as solo Christianity you'll never find it in in the Old or New Testament you'll find negatives when it comes to being in a solo in our faith you need the fellowship so when we have this intimate relation with Jesus Christ and fellowship with others and the Word of God is growing in us oh my gosh you find that God begins to build a better you and me. Leave it to the pro. Leave it to God. Well, we're going to pause there for today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or need prayer, please send us an email to hello at nbcc.com. We'd love it if you would subscribe to this podcast and take a second to rate it. Until then, we'll see you next time.